In today's episode, I talked to Wiley Class 18 participant and Class 19 liaison, Lynn Heverly. Lynn is a realtor with Colwell Banker Apex Realtors. Uh, welcome to the show, Lynn, and thanks for joining Leadership Wiley. Hey, Stephen. Good morning. Thanks for inviting me on the show. I'm excited. Yeah, I had I had to interview somebody. I, I guess I took your spot uh, yeah. as the next liaison. Um, so I, I, uh, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning. Um, well, I appreciate you stepping up because, you know, when I was, um, in class 18, we really had a look and you guys just like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was one of those, I definitely looked around and I was like, well, I own my own business. I have more flexibility than most people in terms of being able to take another day off of uh, every, every month, uh, to go commit to this. Uh, so that's why I volunteered and I was, uh, I, I tend to, uh, find leadership roles by just volunteering. That's how I got, came to become the president of the club volleyball team in college. Uh, they said, who wants to do it? And I looked around, no one volunteered and I said, okay, I'll do it. And then that's I was volunteer awesome. or then I was president for four whole years. <laughs> wow. So I did not know that, that yeah. you played volleyball and you were the president. Oh, yes. That's I, awesome. Yeah. I even uh, went so far to getting us to join a league, uh, which caused us to travel really far. And then I was like, why are we traveling so far? And there's nothing <laughs> here. Um, and so then I basically played a heavy hand in creating our own league, uh, in which became the Midwest Plains Volleyball Conference uh, for club volleyball. So that was fun. That's so cool. I need to get you with my son. He's in volleyball and oh, yeah. yeah oh, he I plays played at for PSA. years. Oh yeah. He, he loved it. I knew, I, I didn't think he would, but my yeah. daughter got into volleyball and he was just hitting the ball back and forth for the girls while they practiced. And, mm -hmm. you know, one of the parents was like, he's actually, you know, got something there. I'm like, really? And yeah. from that point on, he's been playing volleyball on a co-ed team. And usually he's the only boy on the team, but um, unfortunately he's in uh, seventh grade now, but they don't have mm -hmm. a co-ed or even a boys team at mm -hmm. this time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I didn't start playing until college and it was a way to use my height without having to be super physical. So, uh, <laughs> cause I, I wasn't thick enough for basketball, uh, to yeah. like really back someone down. <laughs> uh, but I was able to use my six foot four frame to uh, be taller than people. And so that nice. was advantageous in volleyball for sure. Well, good, good. I mean, I'll have to get you with Braden to see how he can go and start his own little boys team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyways, let's get started with the show. Yeah. After, <laughs> after a quick aside into volleyball talk. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, what are the most important things I need to know about you to understand who you are? Well, I, everything I do is for my kids and my family. Um, they're my whys. That's what drives me. And I'm, I'm like, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So my husband calls me, I'm sensitive, but that's just the way that I am. That's the way that I work. I pour myself into my work and sometimes too much. Um, as a small business owner, you know, sometimes we put too much of ourselves into it and, you know, Unfortunately, the other side doesn't pour the same. Um, but yeah, I everything I do is is 
for my family. And that's where my passion comes from. And you have three kids? I do. I have three kids. One's an adult now. He is 25 living in Austin. Okay. I have a 13-year-old. He just turned 13 and a just now 10-year-old. So no one, you know, everyone's double digits now. <laughs> How's that? That's sad. Oh, I'm so sad. Yeah. <laughs> They're growing so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I have a one and a three-year-old and I still am like, how did you turn three? Like, how have you been here for three years? I know. It both feels like, super fast and super slow at the same time. Oh, yeah. And you start looking at the pictures just from mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. Just last year. Like, how? How did that even happen? Or the uh, the thing I'm doing right now is looking at um, Lily, our daughter, and saying, how is it that we had you when Charlie was this age? Like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. one girl, one boy, one girl, one boy. Yeah. You know? Perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, uh, they're not there to the, like, to the point that they fight with each other yet. So, just, um, just well, <laughs> yesterday there was some play tackling. Um, uh -huh. so, uh, we're getting there. There's, there's more tackling and hitting and stuff, but it's still <laughs> quite playful. Uh, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm assuming it'll, uh, <laughs> it'll uh take a turn at some point um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and i'm just waiting just waiting for that to happen so yeah um so obviously this is the leadership wiley podcast so what is your wiley origin story well when i first started looking for a home um my husband and i got together we worked together at a dealership in irving and his family's from grapevine so we started looking in grapevine the houses just weren't, you know, drawing any attention to us. So mm -hmm. then I decided we needed to stay close to my parents because, you know, they are very, they love, not that his mom wouldn't love them the same, but they, they are very helpful when it comes to, you know, watching the kids and stuff like that, because that's how they were with my, my oldest. So we decided to stay closer to them. Um, we, they live in Garland. We started looking in Wiley and we didn't even know what Wiley was or where it was. I just knew about it, you know, when I was younger and I'd pass by it to go to like Levon. And I remember, oh my gosh, we're so in the country. Like, where is this? Just passing by. And um, when we started looking, there were new houses being built in Woodbridge and they were affordable. We're like, oh my gosh, you can get a brand new home over here for the same price as in Grapevine. And so, you know, we went and we looked at all the model homes, ended up buying a inventory home, a David Weekly home. And that was 2008. And we've been here since then. Awesome. Same house? No. So, <laughs> you know, you know about the 2008 bubble. <laughs> uh, Everybody yep. talked about. So we were living there and then we, you know, had our kids and we're like, oh, my gosh. We are going to be stuck here forever because, you know, <laughs> the everything immediately weren't... went underwater. <laughs> yes. We're like, we're never going to get out of this house <laughs> and we're going to grow out of this house. We're going to be stuck here. And so, yeah. sure enough, you know, um, 2012 came, um, 2011, 2012. Um, I told my husband, we need a bigger house. I mean, this is the time everything's starting to get back up and it wasn't even a lot. 
we didn't have mm-hmm. a ton of equity, but being equitable was better than not. So we, you know, found another lot on the other side of Woodbridge and um, it's just a perfect lot. We're in it like today and it, just perfect view, perfect everything about this house. Awesome. Um, so we just moved to the other side. Gotcha. Um, did you, uh, Oh, it just, it flew out of my head. I don't remember what I was going to ask. <laughs> it's okay. Where's your oh, that's what it was. Were you, you, were you a realtor at that, by that time, or were you still working different industry? Um, I was, I was a realtor on the other side. Um, I started farming that little area, you know, little by little that I could, um, I got into real estate, I believe in 2011, um, maybe it's 2012. I don't know. You know, you get older, you don't remember years anymore. Dates. So I got 2011. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I got into real estate then and I hadn't been in real estate very long, um, before we decided to buy that other house, um, but before we decided to buy this house. So. Gotcha. Well, we'll definitely hit on your real journey to being coming a realtor and everything here soon. I do want to, I do have a couple more leadership Wiley specific questions though. Um, the, uh, what, uh, now you were in class 18, so that would have been two years ago. Um, Uh so what made you originally want to join leadership Wiley? Well, uh, Megan Lunty, um, (laughs) she is definitely, one to watch. Um, she is in the community. She is doing things. Um, she had invited me because I believe she was, um, no, I think she was in my class. Yeah. So they were trying to get their class together because it was like right after COVID. Mm -hmm. And so she was a liaison for that class 18. Mm -hmm. So she was in the class, um, class 17 and her and Chrisley, um, we're friends from school. Um, mm. our kids all go to school together. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan and Chrisley, our neighborhood or our neighbors around the, the corner from me. And just like Lynn, you really, really, really need to go through this. I think you'd be great at it. I think you'd love it. Um, and I'm like, I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know it existed. And so I'm like, you know what? I will. I did it. I fell in love with it. And then volunteer to be liais- liaison There's yeah you liked it so much you I did it twice <laughs> yes i did i did it twice but you know i do miss it like when you um told me i could like oh lynn i don't need you for pictures i'm like really i really want to come <laughs> i mean you're welcome to visit i know <laughs> we got but another one next thursday weird. so you're well you're welcome to show up as a member yeah. of the board yeah, yeah. I might have to visit one of the days just to just to see what you guys are doing. Yeah. Um Chrisley's dad is in leadership Wiley this year. I actually oh, that's awesome. him last week. So Oh yes, yes. He was in class with me. I don't know if you've taken class yet, but you need, you know, if you haven't, you need to. Yeah, that's on my that's on my list. Um once I'm not uh committed to leadership Wiley as much. Uh that's that's the next thing on the list because I I wanted to wait until closer to when my kids would be in Wiley ISD. Yeah. So I think it'll either be next year or the year after when I take that. Yeah. Um, I think like Charlie's I mean, in kindergarten. Yeah, there's so much information. I think even if you took it, you know, year after year, you'd probably learn something new. Oh, really? Probably the same with leadership. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. 
Um, what is there anything specifically you miss about having leadership Wiley, uh, as a, as a monthly appointment in your life? I mean, just the getting together with, you know, the leadership group and doing all the fun things, um, and just learning about the community. I mean, there's always something to learn about the community, especially in Wiley. Um, I know we talk about it a lot that, you know, Wiley is just like this different culture that you can get, you know, country with city and, you know, the, the whole family town type, you know, um, bases or whatever. I lost my words, but yeah, the family feel, you know, and yeah. any group that you join as a community leader, you get that family feel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, what was the biggest difference or what was the biggest change from going from class participant to class liaison looking for some advice uh, here? Oh my gosh. Just, just looking in. Cause you know, when you're participating, you are, you know, in, you're I'm not saying that liaisons aren't involved, but just seeing the, um, like when you guys were doing, uh, the puzzles, I just got nostalgic. Like we were trying to do the puzzles and then seeing who the leaders are mm-hmm. and just, just watching that and how they lead and how they think and their um, thought process on how to get something solved or, you know, things like that. And I love that you guys, th- that group project was really good. Ours wasn't great, but y'all's group project was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just from doing I've only done one class so far, but it is I'm I tend to be a more vocal leader. And this has been a uh, keep your mouth shut and just participate and watch and be support, which yep. is not a role that I typically find myself in. <laughs> it, was, it was something like especially at like group dynamics. There were so many times where I was like, oh, I want to say something, but it's not <laughs> like this isn't for me. Like, right. Um like when you go through leadership wily it's somewhat like you're learning for yourself and when you're mm-hmm. a liaison you're kind of like what does the group need uh how do i you know pull some strings in the background to make sure everybody's getting what they need and it's just a very different different role it's it was it was very interesting uh going through that yeah so in all the things that i've been doing you know the networking and all the things i've like learned i'm like a silent leader i I love to lead, but I love to lead and watch, you know, it's like, I can get you there, but then I watch. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, I guess it's easier for me to do. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a good exercise for me to just watch and, uh, you know, you can still jump in when things are stale or something or you know need an injection uh but but yeah it's definitely a different different role uh from for me than i typically end up playing uh whether i like it or not (laughs) (laughs) but you are really good you are like a really good thinker you you think outside the box i mean i love to watch you so i i appreciate it (laughs) Um, so I do want to go back to your real estate journey. Um, I noted, uh, that you passed your realtor exam five days prior to giving birth. (laughs) Yes. So what was that? What, what, uh, prompted you to wanting, uh, give us the whole journey of 
deciding to become a realtor? What what went into that decision? How that all came about? Well, again, my husband and I, we worked at a dealership. We worked at several dealerships together. That's how we met. Um, So the last dealership we worked at um, was Boardwalk uh, Volkswagen. Um, He ended up having to move to another Volkswagen store. I was at the Richardson area. And after I had um, my son, it was my, no, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm getting confused here. <laughs> uh, so when I had my son, I was like, I was pregnant with my son. That's what it was. And so I was working at the dealership and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to do something when I have him because I can't be stuck at this dealership for 12 plus hours a day. You know, that's just not happening. And so I'm, I decided to pick up my real estate license again because I had started on it. I just didn't finish it. Hmm. And so during my downtime at the the dealership, don't tell them this, but I don't work there anymore. I would be working. I think on the my statue of limitations has has, <laughs> has expired on that particular thing. So yeah, I think you're, I think you're okay. <laughs> okay, but I would work on my real estate license, and so I was like super pregnant and it was, I was about done. I was going to schedule my test. So I scheduled my pre-test. Um, cause they let you kind of, you know, um, there's a class that's a two, I think it's a two, two or three days class. I can't remember that would go and we'll study and we'll like pretest. Mm-hmm. And so while I was there, um, you know, I felt like pain. I was like, what's going on here. And so, uh, not to TMI, but when I called the doctor, they're like, you know, you need to come in, you know, you might be going into labor. I'm like, I can't come in yet. I have, real to estate. I have to finish this test, but let me finish my class and I'll be in right after. And so I finished my class. I go in after and they're like, well, you know, you're good. And you know, you should, you know, you should have a few more days or, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever. I'm like, Oh crap. And, um, so I'm like talking to him. I'm like, you better not come out because as soon as you come out, I'm not going to finish this real estate license. Not going to happen. And so come, um, and so when it came down to me scheduling my test, I finished my test. I passed the first time. Woohoo. And shortly after a few days after, you know, I was at work and, you know, I was feeling that stuff again. I was like, Oh God. And so I called the doctor again. They're like, well, <laughs> you better come in. I'm like, well, let me just close out everything I have here. Cause I think this is the day and I, you know, work's going to need me to close everything out because they're not going to be able to function without me. So I went to my GM like, Hey, I'm probably gonna have the baby today, but I closed all this stuff out. This is here. That's there. Um, and once I did all that, I went to the hospital and there I was in labor (laughs) and he made his debut. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, so what you're saying is it wasn't just when you were a small, uh, became a small business owner, you've always had the, uh, sometimes maybe work a little longer than you should, uh, Gene in you. Yep. Uh, yeah. yes, yes. Being in the car industry, I lived there. Like we had open and closed days. We didn't have, we'll have a weekend only on the last week of the month. Um, no, not even a weekend with a day off. I mean, mm-hmm. um, we have, uh, well on the last week of the month, we'll have to work six hours or six days a week. Mm. And our, yeah, we get, uh, two days. The only reason we get Sunday off is because it's law. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We can't open on Saturday and Sunday. We got to pick one. Mm. Yeah. Jeez. 
I know. And and, and it's different because, again, with real estate, I am working all the time, but mm-hmm. I, I do have some control over my schedule. I'm not stuck at yeah. the dealership. Yeah, for sure. Is your husband still working at dealerships? Yeah, he's working at a, luckily, it's not a corporate dealership, so he mm-hmm. has some decent hours. Um, he'll work 10 to 6, uh, Monday through Friday, and on Saturday, uh, he'll work 9 to 5, but he still works six days a week. Ooh, that is, that is a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's still in it. He still loves it. He's good at it, you know, so. Yeah, as long as you're enjoying it, I think it's makes it makes it easier for sure. Yeah, I always tell him, hey, why don't you find something else to do? Like, you know, like me. And then you can, you know, say that you've got a flexible schedule too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. Um, yeah. So tell, tell us about your real estate business now. Well, I mean, real estate is an ever-changing thing. I mean, it changes every day. And I tell my clients that it changes every day. You just never know what to expect. Um, it's very rewarding at the end of the day, especially when you have a tough deal that gets, you know, get gets them into their dream home. Um, and it can also be hard. It can be lonely. It can be stressful. Um, but, you know, I do it because of the people I work with. I mean, my clients, I it, it truly is you work with who, you know, you like trust and, um, no. Um, and so with the clients that I have, they understand I have a family. Uh, they understand that, you know, I have priorities. Um, their priorities are important to me as well, but those are the type of people that I work with in real estate that makes this still, you know, enjoyable because if, because uh, I hear horror stories of people working with people who, you know, it's, I actually had one client tell me that I'm like, she's my boss and I need to do whatever she wants me to do. And when I tell, when she tells me to do it, I'm like, I can't, I don't think this is a good fit. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, no, we either work as a team or I just can't do it. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. Um, I mean, that's real estate. I, and I also tell people, I, I do this all the time with, when they're trying to make a decision, I mean, I, it is a gamble. It's how much you're willing to gamble to get what you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's tricky, but I'm here to guide you with whatever decision you make. I saw that you are up 96% in home sold year over year. Yes, I am. Congrats. Thank uh, you. What 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 do you think has driven that success this year? Well, it, my sphere. Um, I tend to my love language is gift giving, so I, I I love on my clients a lot. Um, I love on the people that I am around all the time. Um, my kids are in all the sports. Um, Aubrey's in soccer and basketball. I love on the soccer team. I love on the basketball team. Um, I love on Braden's volleyball team and it's just, it's just creating that relationship. And that's, that's where the business comes from. The relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Relationships are so key to business and life in general. I think, uh, I think we live a lot of our life online now and it's, 
it's not just about being online. It's about having those relationships in person and going to the sporting events or going to lunches with people or whatever. It's, it's so important to have that human connection. It is. It really is. And, you know, I try not to spew a whole bunch of real estate on, you know, my socials and stuff like that, because I, again, you also want your clients and your friends and your family to know that you're, you're a real person. You, yeah. you have, <laughs> I'm you a real person with than, real life things. <laughs> yes. You do other things than just sell real estate, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I think I said it, I've said it on a podcast before, but like, I don't want being an accountant to define who I am as a person. Like I am a dad, I'm a friend, I'm a husband. Like those things are way more important to me than like the label accountant and like what I do as a profession. Exactly. And then, you know, when you build build those relationships, eventually they know exactly what you do mm -hmm. and they'll they'll come to you, you know? Yeah. And I want to be that resource for anybody that needs anything. And so you know, I love it. And I, I remind my clients, like, once you move into your house, you know, it's, it's not the end, you know, don't, don't think that this is, this is all, if you ever need anything. And if I can find the help, or if I know someone to help, you know, call me, yeah. I have one client that's really good at doing it. She, she's like, Lynn, I need your, I need your resources. I need your contacts. I, who do you know that does HVAC? Yeah. Lynn, I, I know you got a roofer. Who's your roofer? <laughs> Who's your roofer? Like she calls me for everything. And I, uh -huh. I, I want all my clients to know that that's what they can do. And it's not bothering me. I, I don't, you're not ever a bother. And, you know, sometimes clients call, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm bothering you. No, you're not. <laughs> Like this is my if job. If you were bothering, I wouldn't have answered. Yeah. <laughs> if you were bothering me, so yeah. No, you're not bothering me. Yeah, yeah. I've always, when I can do it, I've always enjoyed being a connector in terms of like, even if like I can't help them with the services or whatever, if I can mm -hmm. connect them to somebody who can, like everybody comes out better for it. Uh, yes. The person gets what they need. I'm able to help a friend or a colleague get you know, more business or be able to do their lung love language of serving somebody or whatever, you know, whatever they're in business for. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think connection, not just, you know, friendship and stuff, but also being able to, you know, cover people's needs when they need a roofer or an HVAC guy like that. Those are little things, but I think they go a long way. Yeah. You just build onto your relationships. That's basic what you're doing sure. you know the more you know the more you help your your friends your family your clients i mean the more they know like oh yeah lynn lynn knows you know and so you know like you like if you were involved in connecting and they're like oh no steven knows everybody i'm gonna call steven mm -hmm. so yeah and it's a good feeling when them. people call you and are like you know everybody and you're like you know what i don't but <laughs> I appreciate that you think that. <laughs> yes, yes. My sister, she was one of the funny ones because um, I, I, I'd go and talk to people. There's this one guy that I was at Kroger. He's not there anymore, but I'll just strike up conversations with random people, and so and I grocery shop a lot. So, um, he, he moved on to another Kroger's, but she would go because we look alike, but not in our opinions, but other people, they right. say we look alike. Uh -huh. And so she'll go and she, just different places. And she's like, do you know so-and-so at so-and-so? Because they try to say hi to me and I don't know who they are. 
I'm like, yeah, I know that that's so-and-so. And she's like, yeah, well, he says hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, well, next time just wave or say you're my sister. Or get a shirt that says, I'm not Lynn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, that could, uh, that could solve the issue. Yeah. They've come up to me. Yeah. I tried to say hi to you the other day, but you just like looked at me weird. Like, yeah, that's probably my sister. It's my, my <laughs> evil twin. <laughs> Sorry. I was having a bad day. <laughs> Didn't want to talk to nobody. That's funny. <laughs> um, so what, so you've been a realtor now for 12 years, I believe is what I calculated it to. Um, I think so. <laughs> um, so what, what over the past 12 years has evolved? Uh, what, what's, what's been some of the evolution that you've gone under through the last 12 years? Well, for sure. Me, like when I first started, um, I did a lot of phone time. Um, I, I don't do phone time anymore because I've utilized that time in other areas. Um, so anytime I was doing phones, I was what you call a pop tart realtor. So anybody Never heard that, that term. Oh yeah. So what you do is when you're on phones, um, someone calls and they want to go see a house. They're like, all right, well, my phone ship is over at three 30. I'll meet you at the house. You don't qualify them for anything. You just take their word. Actually, you don't even take their word because you didn't even ask them if they're qualified. You just go and open the door for them and then you never see them again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do that a lot, like several times until you're like, I'm burnt. Like this ain't working. <laughs> yeah. I've met all these people and I've showed them this many houses and I've gotten nowhere. So I really had to hone down on um, knowing my worth for one. Um, you know, I got really good. I have a really good support system at my office. Um, all the agents that I, you know, went to and asked questions, um, they, they are my mentors. Um, and so I've grown to be like newer agents, mentors, like, which, you know, is a proud moment. Like I was that agent who knew nothing. And here I am advising another agent on how they should conduct their business and, you know, and then set their boundaries. Uh, I've learned to set my boundaries. Um, when I first started, I'll take a call at 10 o'clock at night, even though there's nothing that's going to be resolved at 10 o'clock at night, besides the fact that I'm talking to you till 12 and, you know, just total time waster. I, I get it. They were venting, but got, got us nowhere. Right. Um, so I set the expectations for my clients up front. Now I, um, when I have buyers, I do a buyer interview. I kind of like, this is how this is happening. These, these are the monies that you're going to expect to be out. And so I set them up for success, um, both listing and buying. Um, because if you don't do that, you're all over the place. And sometimes you've got clients that, you know, want to take, um, take lead, even though they don't know the process and that will lead you astray. And that will be an, an unhappy transaction just because now y'all are on the same page. Um, so yeah, I I've grown a lot in setting my boundaries, setting up expectations for my clients. Um, and I think that really, really helped me navigate my business the way that I, I do now. Um, because being all over the place, and being in real estate, it's just, they don't go together. Mm-hmm. 
I, I've I've noticed the theme just by perusing your Facebook pages for your business and your personal um, about the know your worth, and you just mentioned it again. Um, it, was there a catalyst moment or moments that led you to have that realization of knowing your worth is really important? Well, the yes, it's all the hard work that goes into real estate. Like there, when I first got into real estate, my aunt is the one that sold us our first house. Um, we look again, we went and we looked for it and, you know, she had shown us many houses over in grapevine. And when I, you know, when I finally found the one in Wiley, I'm like, Oh, that's, that was easy. I went there. She was on vacation. Um, I went to the builder. Um, and you know, I thought I was putting a deposit down to just hold the house, but I was putting a deposit down to buy the house. <laughs> and then she had me sign all this stuff. I'm like, uh, and then my, when my aunt came back into town, she's like, you just, she says you signed a contract. I'm like, no, I said, she said that all I had to do is give her a thousand bucks and you know, she'll hold the house until you came back. No, Lynn, you found the contract. I'm like, oh, all right. So you well, know. I guess we bought a house. I bought a house. <laughs> um, but yeah, so from that point, I'm like, oh, that was easy. And then when I finally got into it, I realized, I mean, it's hard work. There is work to be done in order for you to have a successful transaction. You have to be knowledgeable. You have to know uh, the contract. You, you know, you have to be updated in the education I mean, there's a lot of time I have to put into my real estate work. And then when you have listings, you know, if you're using pictures from your phone, you're doing your, your sellers a, uh, a disservice. Mm -hmm. Every marketing dollar that I put into my business is mine. And what people don't realize that they think I work for Cole Banker Apex, that they're paying for my marketing. They're paying for everything. And that's the general assumption that most people get. Like, Oh, your company is paying for that. No, my company has my license. I'm paying my company to help me, you know, um, I'm using their brand. And on top of that, I'm also paying my broker. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also have to pay for my expenses. My broker doesn't pay for any of my expenses. They, they offer and they have marketing materials that I can purchase from them in order to make my business successful. Um, but everything I else, everything else I do is it's all on my dime, and mm -hmm. we are a small business. Mm -hmm. We we don't work really for for a a big company. We are independent contractors. Yep. And so that's why, and that's when I I'm like, no. I mean, if you want a discount, like, what services would you like me to take away? Because I'm mm -hmm. a full service realtor right. i'm not gonna go and you know cut corners on your deal you know my my listings have video my listings have um professional pictures you know we mm -hmm. pay to advertise so that's 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 that the longer i was in it the more i knew like i am worth what i charge mm -hmm. because no one else gets to go go around and negotiate my my you know their paycheck or you don't go to a doctor's office like hey you know what this is i'm only going to pay this portion of your of my doctor's bill mm -hmm. how about that yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, and typically the people who are looking for discounts make the worst clients anyways. Right. And I and I'm not comparing myself to a doctor. It's just No, but it I mean that's in the business world in general. People who value your service are going to be willing to pay. Uh somebody I follow online, John Acuff, uh he's an author and speaker. Um he talks about like he has like a thing about like if your friends ask you for a discount like uh you can do that but like your friends should be the ones who are paying you the most because they like love your service rather they want to support you yeah and to support you rather than trying to use you as a as a discount um and i i i agree with that wholeheartedly of like you need to like if you if you're a friend of somebody the way to be their friend is not necessarily to get the 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 family and friends discount it's to no, I want to pay full price because I value you. I value what you do. And um, and thank you so much for everything you've done for me. Exactly. Exactly. And I fully, I mean, that that in itself, I love that because really those should be your true supporters, mm-hmm. not not the strangers on the street that mm-hmm. see how well you're doing. Your your friends and family should know that, gosh, you work really hard. They, they should know how hard you work more yeah. than anybody. Mm-hmm. So, sure. yeah. 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 It real for those who don't know, if you're not selling houses or an agent on a buy, uh, on a buying basis, realtors make zero money. There's no salary. It is nope. all 1099, uh, commission when you, uh, when you sell a house or you help someone buy a house. And so, like you said, all those marketing dollars, I feel bad because like, granted, it was 2020, but I, we looked for houses in, in March of 2020 uh, uh-huh. and had a contract in on a house and then we opted out and then stopped looking for a house. Um, granted, I think a global pandemic is a good reason to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> um, it was a then- scary time. Right. And then, uh, and then a year later we ended up using somebody else, not because our first realtor did, um, did anything wrong or anything. We enjoyed our, uh, experience with her. It was just circumstances changed and we, uh, wanted to use somebody else. And so, you know, every, all the money and time she used to help us, like she didn't get anything out of it. Um, and, um, that's a rough business. That's, you it know, happens. that happens. It does. It really does. And then, you know, we'll, we'll also, and, and it's not, sometimes it's no fault. Most of the time it's no fault to ours where we're working on a deal and let's say our buyer like loses their job mm-hmm. and we're under contract and, you know, again, no fault to anybody's, but all that time's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, the buyer's out his, their earnest money and we're out with no commission and, but we still do it because <laughs> mm-hmm. you just never know. Again, real estate is a gamble for all parties involved. For sure. So I know real estate and business is just always changing. So what are some unexpected challenges that you've faced uh, lately? Well, ever since the pandemic, it's been up and down and up and down when it's up, it's up when it's down, it's down. Um, right now it's like uh, interest rate. Um, right now is people are scared of the interest rate, you know, but you also haven't 
people have forgotten like way back when um, the interest rates were 16 to 18 percent and people were making less money back then as well and interest rate wasn't a wasn't scary but because we got so spoiled at the two percents and three percents that clients right now um, people in the market have like there's this pause button they'll like press it they'll release it they'll press it you'll start then you stop and then you just it's like okay well are we going are we not oh okay we're, we're taking a break all right we'll, we'll take a break oh wait lynn we're ready again all right well here's the numbers well no no we're we're, we're i think we're going to take a break um so that's how it's been the last couple years um so it's 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 been rough it's rough on everybody, rough on sellers, rough on buyers. I mean, right now, you know, we're, we're telling the buyers, um, you know, the rate's not going to be forever. You can always refinance, but now you can actually not overpay on a house. Mm-hmm. And, but then trying to, you know, relay that information and for it to make sense, it's, it's hard because of social media and the the news and all the things there is, there's a recession coming and everybody's just I I've been inflation's crazy. I know, <laughs> I know. And so, and that's the thing. I mean, I've gotten clients into deal like houses with like lots of money towards concessions, lower than the list price. I mm-hmm. mean, yes, interest rates higher. If you can afford the payment now, then you should do it just because of the fact that when the interest rates, when and if the interest rates go down, you're going to be competing again. Mm-hmm. So you like, which market do you want to be in? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go and be in a multiple offer situation or do you want to go pick your house, get buyer incentives and your, your rates, what, what it is, that's it. And then when the rates go down, if they go down, you can refinance. So it's really hard to relay that information and make it make sense yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah. They're, they're forgetting that, uh, in like 2021, people were waiving the inspection just to, to get contracts accepted. People like, were buying ugly houses cause that's what they can get. Yeah. <laughs> they were just they throwing were out offers. You know, when we bought our house, it was, we put in offers on like four different homes and that was low compared to mm-hmm. one of the, the stories I was hearing. Um, oh yeah. And we only got our house because one of the deals that was done got, uh, fell through because of financing and we were able to pick up their offer essentially and, and go through with it. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's a crazy topsy turvy, um, seems that when it rains, it pours. And when it's, when it's dry, it's a <laughs> desert and there's nothing going on. And, um, yeah, I can, I can see where that would be, uh, frustrating. Cause like, it's nothing, nothing you, you can do personal. You did personally. It's just the market. Yeah. And, and, and trying to educate the clients. Um, it's hard too, because right now, um, just explaining to a client, like, the average uh, payment on a home is about 1% of your sales price or no, your loan amount actually. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying a $500,000 home, you know, with just your basic money down and closing costs, it's probably a $5,000 payment. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, people got used to the 3%. (laughs) If they're moving, they're like, why should I move? I have this wonderful loan on this current house. And yeah. Yeah, but they have all this equity in there. Uh It's sitting there. Yeah. You know, Um, and they're like, well, I I can't go buy a house now because then I'm paying more for the house that I'm buying. I'm like, well, not really. Yeah. Uh, You're taking out your equity and then you're not competing. I mean, we could wait until the interest rates go down and then then people can compete for your house. Yeah. But you're going to have to do the same for the other one. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. Yeah. (laughs) Hard to make sense. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Timing the market is not, it's not going to (laughs) work. No, you really can't time the market. Um, the more you wait and again, it's, you only know what you know now. Mm -hmm. That's really, that's it. Like if you're ready to move now, then you, you need to do it. But if you're trying to wait on something to happen, mm-hmm. mm, not happening, it could go <laughs> up, it could go down. I mean, yeah, you know, so. Yep, for sure. Uh, so what are you focused on right now in your business? Right now is my sewing season. So my fall season usually is the slowest for me. Um, I pick up back, uh, I pick back up in the beginning of the year. Um, so from, um, this time until the end of the year, this is when I'm, I'm doing all my nurturing. I'm trying to plan my client events. Um, I have a pie event that I do at my house, um, where, uh, I invite all my clients. I, I buy this big ass, oops, sorry, big <laughs> pie. <laughs> sorry. Um, you know, the Sam's club pie. Um, and I'll have a photo backdrop, um, you know, in, in my driveway so they can do their fall picks. <clears throat> and, um, so yeah, really just nurturing on my clients at this time. I think, I think the term you were looking for was big as a tire pie, right? <laughs> big as a tire. Yes. Yeah. Big as a tire. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I- at first, when you said sewing, I was like, "Oh, you knit?" Or like, you know, like, "Oh, I didn't know you were a sewing big sewer. the seeds like but a farmer." Sewing the seeds makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm a seasonal that's... sewer. <laughs> yes, the the planting. This is planting the seeds and uh-huh. yes, nurturing on my 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 faves. I call them awesome. So, uh, let's let's get to know you a little bit more. Uh, we can uh, we can go away from real estate here for a little bit. Um, is there a cause that you feel deeply passionate about? Yes. Um, so I don't say this a lot because it, I feel it's a label. Mm-hmm. Um, but my middle son, he's on the spectrum. And, you know, not a lot of people know that because it's, again, I don't go around like my kids on the spectrum, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a big mom support group. Um, It's the awesome moms. They really, really, really are something that were, they are a group that helped me through learning about, you know, autism. And um, I try to do whatever I can for them. And um, with my son, we, we also have a smaller group. Um, here in Wiley, it's our Wiley ASD Facebook group. Um, and I just, I just love being amongst those, those moms. And I don't know if anybody, you know, I don't know where you're going to play this, but any moms or 
in the Wiley area. If you guys have, you know, a, a kid on the spectrum, we would love to get to know you. Um, because having a, a child with special needs, it's hard. It's hard to understand them. It's sometimes you're defeated. Sometimes you're like, you know, what did I do wrong? Um, and you just wish the best for them. And again, with their social skills, it's heartbreaking, you know, cause I've got this sweet, sweet, sweet kid that can't understand, you know, why people act the way they do and, you know, why he acts the way he does and they can't understand him. So I think I, did I just ramble on to like a different subject? I'm sorry. No, you, that you're, you're doing great. That that's exactly the, uh, yeah, it's, um, I think it goes back to that power of community. Uh, when you have a bunch of people who are going through the same thing, whether it be business ownership or kids on the spectrum, or, uh, my son had a heart condition when he was born. So like my wife is in all sorts of heart groups and like, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just so important to find that group to help support, um, even if they don't do anything physical, even if it's just somebody to talk to, like, it's just so important to have somebody who really sees you understands what you're going through and maybe not even offer anything, but a ear to listen and be like, yep, been there. Or Um, just a mom's night out. We do that a lot. Just, just to get out there and just be ourselves. Yeah. 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 I'm so sorry. I didn't know your, your, which one had the heart. Oh, Charlie, my, my son. Yeah. Um, yeah. He actually had open heart surgery at six days old. Oh my Uh, gosh. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Um, it was also in June of 2020, which was like the first big, like ramp up of COVID, which was a fun time to be in the hospital. Um, even scarier. Yeah, it was, it was scary. Um, you know, he's, we still, you know, have a, a date every six months with the cardiologist and stuff, but like he acts like every other crazy three-year-old boy. So that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome to hear. And that's yeah. like my son. I mean, and yes, he doesn't look it, you know, but there's not a look. There's just, right. it's not, a, you don't look mm-hmm. like you're autistic, you know, right. it's, it's different on everyone. And, you know, the more you hang out with him, the more you can see it. But he is just an all over loving, love hugs, loves everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just at his age right now, you know, the hormones and stuff, it's even harder yeah. to understand his own body. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember <laughs> myself at that age and like I didn't enjoy life. I couldn't imagine like not under, like just going through it and having you know, a not normal situation. It's just that that's just a hard time for everybody. Yeah. I mean, we use the word, we, you know, say it when we're talking to other people and stuff like that. But to this day, I've never said, Brayden, you're, you know, autistic. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have to. No. So I also think, 
um, you know, you don't want other people to treat your kid with kid gloves because mm-hmm. of this label, you know, like it's, it's like, no, like he's, he doesn't need special treatment. Yeah. He's a human. He does not need special treatment. He can, you know, if, if special treatment was needed, I'd let you know, but right. like he doesn't need it. Like treat him like you would treat anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are times he, he does have his little tantrums and stuff. And it's because again, his impulses, you know, are more uncontrollable than mm-hmm. your neurotypical kid. But mm-hmm. a lot of NT kids act worse. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, I just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I've seen worse and here we are, you know, with him. Yeah. I think I heard you once refer to yourself as a taxi. Is that correct? I am. <laughs> Do you have a cool taxi nickname for your vehicle? No, I don't. I need one. You should you should one. consider it. I, I yeah, I should cuz I literally, you know, taxi them everywhere on the weekends. It's one game to another. Mm-hmm. Um and then sometimes I've even I'll pick up other ki- other people's pa- uh, kids too if they need it. So, and I enjoy doing it. I love, I love, love all our teams. And so, you know, I will take them anywhere they ask me to. <laughs> I think I saw you post something along the lines of, um, it was it was you at your one of your daughter's events. I think it was a fun run. And you'd said like something along the lines of, my day didn't end up how I thought it would, but I'm really glad that it didn't what what happened on that day do you remember that uh yeah it was the fun run okay so um let's see i think i woke up that day uh, i have a bad habit of getting on social media and i had seen um like oh look you know like you you know you you had a client that you've worked with and you had your realtor and you know i kept in touch with this this client, you know, I nurtured on them a lot. It's not like I haven't talked to them or anything, but you know, like you circumstances change, they did end up using another realtor. And again, I guess it's my fault. I never, you know, asked, Hey, are you back in the market or not? You know, I had never asked a question. So I also, I always try to say, you know, put some blame on myself because I am at fault sometimes. Um, and then, um, when you don't, it's like when you don't ask for the cell, you can't get the cell, right? Right. So even though I'm nurturing on them, yeah, sure, Lynn's like, you know, loving on me and all that stuff, but I'm not, I'm also not asking for the cell. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to be salesy. And that that's a downfall of mine too, because I go around nurturing, but I don't ask for the cell. Um, so I see that they had bought a house from someone else. I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm like, and then I had a conference that I was going to go to. I'm like, I'm not going to this conference. I'm just not going to go, you know, because uh-huh. I, I go to learn to be better at my craft. Right. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know what? I was going to skip my daughter's fun run to go to this conference. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go and go see my daughter. It's her last year at, you know, Wit Elementary. It's their last fun run and it's a color run. And um, I'm going to surprise her. So I did, I went there and, you know, um, and then I had another, um, agent that, 
uh, I met at my networking group and we had a, like a really good face to face and, you know, she was thinking of changing brokerages and stuff like that. And she, you know, decided to go with the brokerage I'm with. And so like everything, the decision I made that day resulted in better things that happened for me because, you know, because I saw something and I made it more about me because sometimes you have to make about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so my day just finished out better and happy because I got to be around the people that um, made me happy. Yeah, it, it's incredible. Like what, like if you're open to it, how... Mm-hmm how your day can turn around completely without you like intend, like it's, there's a quote that like you make the choice of whether you live in a hostile or friendly environment. Um, and sometimes you do, sometimes you do have to throw the pity party. Like you're like, yes. you know, like I think, <laughs> I think there is some health to that. Like you can't just shove the emotions down forever. Like you have to wallow in it for a little bit. There comes Mm -hmm. a point where it's time to move on, though, and I I think it's awesome that you were able to take that and change it into something positive and, you know, have that time with your daughter and and that other agent and uh, turn a, you know, potentially it could have gone another way. You could have just stayed at home all day and wallowed, but you were able to turn it around, and I think that's awesome. Yes, yes. I was like. I'm not going to let this affect me. And I put the blame, you know, again, they, I didn't ask for the sell mm-hmm. on me. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to sit at a conference and waste my day away. I'm going to go do something for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's really at the end of the day, you just have to do stuff for yourself just to turn things around sometimes. For sure. What are some things you do for yourself? Um, (laughs) well, it's doing things for others. (laughs) That's, that's what I do. Um, I did join this one, uh, really, really awesome workout place recently. Um, it's called hot works and Wiley. Um, so I started doing workouts there. So that is something I do for myself, but usually most of the things I do is that I love to do is to make other people happy. Like I love to cook. And so, you know, my kids love to eat. I also love to eat. Um, I love to craft. And so I love to craft things for, you know, my, my sports teams and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of things I do for myself. (laughs) I mean, crafting, like, even though, even though it's to give to others, I mean, the process of crafting can be considered for yourself too. I'm giving you permission to do that. Thank you. Yes. Because I do, I do craft and is, it is ultimately, um, what is it called? Um, self-serving Yeah. because, you know, I love it, but I'm also loving it because I get to gift it. Yeah. There's that old episode of Friends. I don't know if you watched Friends, but Phoebe said that, you know, like there's no such thing as a like there's no such thing as a selfless act. And right. like the whole episode is her trying to have a selfless act and it comes somehow bouncing back to her and being some super positive. She enjoyed thing. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. That's that's exactly 
perfect episode to, to describe what mm-hmm. I do for myself. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you're a crafter and that your love language is giving gifts. Do you have a favorite gift you've ever given? A favorite gift that I've given? Um, Not really. I mean, I like, like anytime I go anywhere and I see something, I'm like, ooh, this would per- be perfect for so-and-so. Um, and I'll, and then I'll buy it, but I have to stop myself sometimes. I'm like, okay, well you need to stop spending money because <laughs> you can't just gift everything you see. So, um, but yeah, I, well, you know, I guess I did like gift my husband, um, it's a Breitling watch. Um, so I, yeah, I think that was one of the best gifts I've given awesome. to my husband. Um, what is something about you that people are surprised to find out? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, well, that's a hard one. Um, well, I mean, I guess as a kid, I wasn't that great. I was, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> just in general, <laughs> or I, I, I was, you know, I, I played hooky a lot and, um, you had I a rebellious I, streak. I, I, yes, that's a better word for it. I wasn't a yeah. bad kid, but I wasn't a great kid. Um, so As yeah, a kid, I wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. my mom and dad a lot of stress. Um, you know, if you see me now, you wouldn't think that, but yeah, I, I wasn't the best, the best kid, <laughs> but I, I learned from my mistakes. So that's, that's a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> They're would proud you, of me now. Would I you mean, say they, there was a turning point in, in that rebellious streak? Yes. Or did you just like get tired of it? N- no, there was a turning point. Like when I realized, I mean, I can't just be doing this all the time. And I, I realized I, I, I can, I have a potential of making money. Um, that's when I was like, work, work, work. Mm. Um, but I've always been school driven, goal driven. Um, when I was younger, I was, I was pregnant on my senior year. This is the end of my junior year going on to my senior year. Mm I, um, I had gotten pregnant and I, um, I went to night school at the beginning of my senior year so that none of my classmates and, you know, saw that, you know, was pregnant. So I went to night school. Um, once I had my oldest, I went back, um, the beginning of January after winter break. And it was as if I never left and I was determined I'm not going to let, you know, being pregnant, um, stop me from graduating and walking with my class. Cause I spent 12 years in school to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I made sure I walked with my class, um, and graduated with the rest of my class. So it, it sounds like, um, that dedication to kids and your family started early and that, when, whenever you had something else to be uh, doing school for, it may have uh, uh, it lit the spark to, I guess, not rebel as much. Right. Yes. I I, I was a mom. <laughs> yes. And so I guess that, that'll chill you out a bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was determined. I was, I was not going to let, you know, something I did hinder, you know, what I can do. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would say that would be something, um, how I wasn't that, that great <laughs> of a kid, but you know, look at me it's now. All part of the journey. Yeah. It, there's a story to tell and yeah, here I am. Sure. Yep. Uh, what, what would be your advice to someone wanting to be an active mom and realtor? Um, well, you definitely need to know how to manage your time. I'm not great at it yet, <laughs> but I, I do what I do. Okay. Um, and you know, for me, when I first got to real estate, I knew I needed to have supplemental income. So we were able to, you know, ensure we saved enough. Um, so that, cause you, you will like not have a paycheck, um, possibly a month or two, but if you get with a really good broker that has a really good training, um, that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, um, you can be successful up off the ground and running, uh, in a couple months, but you definitely need to be able to network, um, not necessarily have a good sphere, but be able to talk to people, to be able to um, prioritize in order to manage your sanity. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, it's hard work. <laughs> Just be prepared for hard work. Yeah, absolutely. What have you been reading or watching lately? I have been listening to the, um, what is it called? The one, oh gosh, I can't remember. The one thing by Gary Keller? I think so. Focus on one thing Mm -hmm. because there's no such thing as multitasking. Mm -hmm. Multitasking is doing several things and not finishing anything. Yep. (laughs) And I I tend to do that. I'll like start on something and then I'm like, oh, well, no, I got to do this. And then I've totally forgotten about the other thing. So, um, I've been listening to that. Um, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes a whole lot of sense. Yes. And it's that one thing that gets you through at least feeling accomplished Mm -hmm. versus 10 things that you've started and none of it getting done. Mm -hmm. And then my broker has a saying, um, she's like, it doesn't have to be perfect as long as it's done. Yeah. So yeah, yeah don't let, don't, what is it? Don't let perfect stand in the way of done. Yes. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. She, she tells us all the time, as long as you do it, it does not have to be perfect yeah. as long as it's done. For sure. Yeah. Gary Keller. I'm you, you probably know this, but Gary Keller is the Keller from Keller Williams. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, well, <laughs> you're reading a guy who does real estate, his book. Oh, Oh, well, we don't like Keller Williams. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a little you can, bit biased. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can always learn from other people in the real estate business, even if they don't, if they found it a different brokerage than the one you work for. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I follow a lot of different real estate groups, you know, whether it be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
from exp mm-hmm. just anybody that has any ideas because yeah another yeah. thing that you know we're told don't reinvent the wheel right if it works just copy it yeah. and go with it yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah, you don't have to innovate times, everything no no you don't and you know that even goes back to my crafting there's like because our um our brokerage offers us you know they'll do what they call Popeyes, which are little gifts that we give to our clients. They'll create it, but me, you know, having to be crafty, I want to do it myself, mm-hmm. even though I could just like pay them and just right. go pick it up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's that, that extra that it came from me. Yeah. That makes it more special. So, well, and it's one of the things you do for yourself. So, yeah, <laughs> it is one of the things I enjoy. It'd yeah. be different if I didn't enjoy it. I'm like, I got to right. make all these Popeyes. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yep. I do. Yeah. I should give Jay Papasan, who also helped write the book, uh, some some love too. He also helped write the one thing. So. Oh, yeah. see, that's the one. That's the name that I got. I don't. Mm. I don't remember Gary Keller, but yep. no, I remember that other name. Yep. Yeah, they co-wrote okay. it together. Okay, yeah. so got two more questions. <laughs> One's a softball mm-hmm. and one is something I took from the Diary of a CEO podcast, which is their closing tradition is they take a question, they ask the person um, to ask a question to the next person, even though they don't know who they're asking to. So I'll after this, I will ask you to have a question and that question will go to the next guest. Um, the question for you is, what movie have you watched more than five times and why? Hmm. What movie have I watched more than five times? Oh, <laughs> well, I have a lot of movies I've watched more than five times, to be honest. Um, yeah, if you have kids. It, I have kids. <laughs> I've watched What's a movie you have watched that doesn't involve kids that, for uh, five times? Okay, well, I've watched... Um, we like watching... Um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Oh! Uh, I can't remember Adam Sandler. Ah, yeah. So we love to watch Grown Ups. Okay. So yeah. We've watched that several, several times. Yeah. And I like it too, not just because my kids like it. Yeah. Because he's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would say Grown Ups one and Grown Ups two. There you go. You have a Grown Ups marathon. Go back to back. No, we actually haven't done that. We should. Well, there you go. There's a there's a family <laughs> night idea for you. Yeah, I think one of the grown-ups dropped off Netflix. And we're like, oh my God, no. What happened? <laughs> it has to stay there forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last one's a real easy one. Where can people find out more about you and your business? Well, they can find me on Facebook um, and Instagram. Um, I have a website, but, you know, it's just a... It's a it's stock just a company real, website. realtor one. Yeah, you can get on there if you want, but you'll find me, you'll find and know more about me on Instagram and Facebook. And what's your Instagram handle? Uh, my Instagram handle is Realtor Lynn, I think. And, and Lynn, <laughs> Lynn, to be clear, Lynn is spelled L I N H. Yes. So for those looking, it'll be in the description, it'll be in the name of the episode as well, but just in case. Yes. And then on my Facebook, it's just Lynn Heverly. It's L-I-N-H. And then my last name, H-E-V-E-R-L-Y. Awesome. 
Well, thanks for joining us today, Lynn. Um, and again, open invitation to come hang out with uh, Leadership Wiley. I'm excited. I'll I'll pick a day, a fun day. I mean, all of days for fun, but I'll pick a day. But some and, are more fun uh, than others. Yeah, some are more fun than others. I want, you know what? I'm going to Simsock. That's Ooh, what I'm going to There you go. Yeah. I'm going to go volunteer. I'll be bank. I'll be the banker again. So you, there you go. <laughs> yeah. As the accountant, you know, that would be one that they're just going to assume that I'm going to do that. Right. I'll do Which it. I probably will. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I, I want to be the hall monitor. There you go. The yeah. Enforcer. I didn't do that. The enforcer. I'm yeah. going to do that. <laughs> you should get, um, you should get like a, like a safety patrol, uh, uh, sash or something like, Right, all monitor or something. I should. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna show up with one that's like bright highlighter. Yeah. Uh, yellow and um. Halt. Be all like little enforcer. On yeah. There we go. Day. Yeah. There, there we that's go. That's the day I want to go. <laughs> and people, people listening to this who don't know what Simsock is are going, "What are they talking about?" You'll we find can't out. Tell you. We cannot. Rule number one about Simsock is you don't talk about Simsock. Exactly. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Lynn. Well, thanks for inviting me, Steven. I'm glad I got to do this. Absolutely.